This is Stop Worrying, You're Retired with George Fossing. George, as we move into 2021, there's some questions that people can ask themselves as we, we leave 2020 behind and we look forward into a bright new year. There are those of our listeners who are approaching retirement quickly. What sort of questions should they be asking themselves as they start looking at that big decision? What do you think the number one is? Uh, will I run out of money? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty close. Yeah. Do I have enough to retire? Ah, Yes. Right. That would be the big one. And which leads to what you just said. If I do, is it enough so I won't outlive it? Which is just, I think that's probably a interconnected question there. Sure. Answer. Part of that, too, is uh, is there a way to pay less in taxes in the future? I think that's a big one. Mm-hmm. We have uh, a lot going on. And uh, I think anybody who uh, watches the news or picks up a newspaper is probably saying that our government's writing out a lot of checks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, they, they, the the $600 stimulus just went through, and so those should be expected in your bank accounts, but somebody's got to pay for all of that. Yeah, exactly. So, and another one maybe, you know, is there a way to protect my money and still give me growth? That's a big one for, we get a lot of people in here saying they're a little nervous about the markets. It's, as everything, it just can't continue to do what it's doing. At some point, it's going to, could make a, a significant correction. So we're getting a lot of people out of curious, looking at some options for some safe money. So just good things to kind of contemplate going to the new year. And it really leads to this too, you know, making a plan. Mm. It's an interesting one with Zach and I, we had some folks came in last week. I said, do you, do you have a plan, retirement plan? And, they, and it's always kind of this open-ended kind of, <laughs> you get, you ever see a dog, you know, that's curious, they turn their head. <laughs> you you know, one ear perks up. Yeah. Yeah. It just kind of looks uh, and a head tilt. Uh, we started bringing up, do you have a plan? They go, well, that's why we're here. And I said, you know, ask the question is, what is, what are your goals? People really sometimes don't know. A lot of people are just resigned. They say, I'll just work till I die. And that's certainly not the way that you want to approach this. Yeah. So the first thing you want to do is define your goals. And sometimes we have to nudge them along. You know, what does your retirement look like? For most people, it's sleeping at night, mm. not worrying. Addressing they've never questions. been asked that question. You know, most a lot of people never have. She said that they had never sat down with a planner before. Right. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's a good point. There's this huge difference between a, a wealth manager and somebody who does planning. Uh, it's two different worlds, a little bit of overlap, but it's significantly different. So, you know, a plan makes it so you can achieve your goals. Right. But first you need to define your goals. A lot of times for folks, once we give them a couple of, uh, you said nudges, nudges, (laughs) uh, duplicating your working years, which Mm. is not worrying about your, which is giving yourself an income stream. That's significant enough to maintain your standard of living by the way, doesn't mean just meet your expenses. Mm. It's two different worlds. Do you find that when you ask that question, there's probably two different types of people. Some people who have their ideas written down on a sheet of paper saying, this is what I want to accomplish. I want to travel here. I want to move the grandkids closer. I want to do X, Y, and Z. And then there's other people who just kind of shrug and say, well, I want to be happy. And they don't really know where to go from there. Sure. What does that mean? Part of that is is really defining what happiness is for you or, or satisfaction. And that's different for everyone. That's why we have to ask the question. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. It's really engaging for, for a lot of folks. And especially if you have a married couple, it gets them talking. You find out there's some similarities, but sometimes they're going in two different directions. That's not wrong. You just need to define it. And once you do, you can start building your plan around achieving those goals and that picture of what retirement looks like for a lot of folks myself included a lot of people have they can pick out a couple some folks that are maybe 10 or 15 or 20 years older even 30 years older and say i want to be like them 
Mm. at that age they're doing what they want to do they're enjoying life they're working towards maintaining their health as best they can and not worrying about things they don't need to be worrying about i read this i found it interesting you know life is 10 percent what happens to us and 90 percent of how we you know react to it right that's pretty good so you, you look at this and take other people's stories and say okay that was a really cool outcome and another one might horrify you you see people having to go back to work at 75 or 80 because they spent too quickly, things like that. Mm. It's, it's the world. Sure. It's just the way it happens. Uh, but you were in charge of your own destiny to a degree. And I remember reading that, you know, how do you make God laugh? Make a plan. Make a plan. How <laughs> <laughs> yeah. much is going to get it away but that's the, You can't use that as a default, folks. Well, see, the guy in the radio said you don't need to make plans, but God's got something out there. But there's a certain amount of truth to both parts. You, you don't want to not plan. You don't want to not save uh, and put away. That's a ridiculous uh, kind of, of thought. But with that side of it, it is very uh, probably one of the best things I could tell folks for, for January. If you're looking at want to accomplish something and you're – contemplating retirement is to talk about it not so much the money just about what retirement looks like for you what yep. do you want to do and, and, and what you could put most of this stuff on a little note card it doesn't have to be this eight page outline it's simply what are your goals what are your values and saying well, what do we need to know now so we can have a date set where we right. can retire something to go for i think there's nothing more difficult than not knowing where the finish line is mm. Have you ever run a marathon uh, no, sir. I've uh, done a 5K, and uh, we'll work our way up. But a marathon, no, sir. Quick one with, with uh, I ran a 5K, too, and running with a family years ago. And it was really interesting. It was getting a little bit long, right? And we didn't see the finish line. I was running with my son, who was a little bit younger. <laughs> yeah, those Marines. Probably like 40 years. You know? uh, we're out there, and we're side by side, and we're kind of jogging. All of a sudden, you could see the finish line, and it was up a hill. How's that for torture? <laughs> the 55 year old right and, and it's uphill and my my son just stared at me we're running side by side he stared at me and smiled you know what he did sprinted he took off yes sir he left me in the dirt <laughs> by the thought. way patrick i'll never forget that <laughs> uh yeah, but but part of that was what really inspired was seeing that goal line that the the end of the called the rat race if you want working and saying okay i'm close i got a smile on my face i'm starting to picture it but define that goal line. Make sure you you're, you got enough and uh, you've, you've got a plan. Don't always need to see an advisor with that. A lot of times, though, we do tell people, I said, listen, another set of eyes, a professional peek at what you're uh, trying to do and give you some uh, maybe some hints, some encouragement, some definition. Uh, seems to help. Yeah, and not only those hints and those words of encouragement, but what to look out for. What are those speed bumps that you might not be able to see? What's in your blind spot that you haven't been able to notice because you've been so focused on work and saving and gathering this wealth. Let's make sure that you hold on to it and use it to accomplish your goals. If you'd like that second set of eyes, that second set of ears, just someone to talk to, to get started on making that plan a reality, give us a call today. It's 864-404-4900. And you can find us online at northstar65.com. Joining on the conversation now at northstar65.com. Happy New Year to all of our listeners, George. It's, 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 first of all, do you have any resolutions? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be. I'm, it's cliche, but uh, George has got to lose a few pounds this year, and uh, my, <laughs> my start date is 2021. All right. I got a little, little, little laggard on the on the gym workouts. Of course, I haven't really been to a gym in 
with the COVID thing in, in quite a bit. But sure. uh, plus I breathe kind of heavy when I get on the treadmill. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> what about I'm you, a, Zach? Well, I'm ready to get back to playing some tennis. Mm. But it's just been too cold after work. He's a southern boy. Yeah, for me yeah. to get out there. Yeah. Well, it's, it's uh, here in the south. It's not too terribly cold and. We'll hopefully see some uh, a great spring and summer coming. But for now, we've got to get into this new year. And Mr. Fossing, you shared with me a great story about your son, Jack, on Christmas. And it starts out a little unfortunate, but it's got a great ending. Let's let's share that with our well, listeners. Well, it's, it's, it's going. It's just a nice story to share during some tough times for a lot, a lot of folks out there. But, you know, our son, uh, he is, you know, he was in the Marine Corps and he's back in college under the GI Bill uh, down in uh, Columbia. And uh, he's doing a great job, enjoying getting back into school. Uh, unfortunately, he, he is—he uh, was diagnosed with COVID mm. on Christmas Eve. Mm. He wasn't feeling well the weekend prior. Stayed home, and you know, he's got a nice apartment down in Columbus. But he was feeling going downhill pretty quick, and uh, went and got his test early. Took a couple of days to get back, and Christmas Eve, about two o'clock, he gets the results, and, and it's positive. And he's not feeling well. He's getting shortness of breath, kind of going tracking the wrong way. And of course, we're 100 miles away up in, up in Greenville. Right. And uh, he really talked to me. He said, go to the ER and they can run some tests. Uh, my sister, as you know, um, you know, she is a nurse and she ended up getting COVID back in March. So mm. I gave her the call and she goes, here's a couple of things. And this will really tell if he needs to go. So we went to the ER and uh, had some tests run and they said, okay. You don't need to be admitted yet. This is what you need to do: medications, Pedialyte, this, this, and this. Not so much medications, but Motrin, Pedialyte, soups, things to that nature. And of course, he's a single guy. Sure, and a marine, this, so it's got to be. He doesn't have this li- stuff in his house, well, right? And he's, he's got to twist his arm a little bit to make sure that he goes and takes care of himself. Yeah, but he didn't have anything stocked in his house, so we are kind of befuddled, uh, Meredith and I, and trying to help out. And again, having COVID not be, does not need to be around a soul. So he went back to uh, his apartment. We were trying to call, you know, the Publix, the Amazon, the food delivery places that deliver to your your domicile. Sure. Well, they're all closed Christmas Eve. Felt horrible. So I I said, let me get creative here. I call CVS down on Assembly Street, probably about a mile from his apartment, just kind of seeing what can happen there. I just uh, had an idea. Get transferred over to the pharmacy department, and I explained the situation. And the pharmacist is there. He said he's by himself kind of quiet they close at six and this is probably about five o'clock i i said would you consider putting a care package together for my son for him to pick up you know he needed some, the pedialyte and motrin and you know soup and uh, et cetera, et cetera. just a couple things to get him through you know after christmas right the guy said absolutely didn't even hesitate he, he walked the store put, put everything together for him had and jack of course without having to get out of his car drove in the drive-in and had the pharmacist had everything ready for him, and uh, Jack just said he was the nicest man. And just uh, what a, what a great little thing to do. He didn't have to do it. Could have easily said, "No, nah, it's not not my job description." But took the time and and took care of Jack. And he said, when our son got home, he said, "You know what really made a difference was the chicken noodle soup he had." He <laughs> said, <laughs> "Just gave him energy," but it really knocked him on his tail. So it well, was uh, it we, was tough. We love to hear stories like that. I mean, that's the kind of community story, and and especially during the holiday season, that kind of stuff is contagious. So uh, a round of applause and a standing salute to that pharmacist 
over there at the CVS. George, I can't imagine how you must have felt on Christmas Eve learning that your son has been diagnosed with this and knowing that he's going to have to spend Christmas Eve alone and just that gift that this man gave of his time to be able to just go through the store and provide some comfort and some care during that difficult time. I mean, it must have just been a relief, and especially for your wife, too, because mothers, let's face it, mothers worry, and uh, I'm sure she felt great about it as well. It's just a nice little story to share, and just somebody going a little out of his way to make things a little easier on somebody on Christmas Eve. There will be a day, we all have to face it, that we're no longer here. And when we are no longer here, the last thing that you want to do is have what is left over Go to everyone except your loved ones. You've got the lawyers. You've got the probate court. George Zach, first of all, what is probate? And then how can you avoid that? Well, yeah, Jerry, it's basically the legal procedure for creditors to get what they're owed. Okay. It's, uh, you know, people always say, well, I've got a will. Well, that's completely different from what probate is. A couple things with that. One, it's public. You, you can't hide this stuff. It's, it's out right. there. People can go down to clerk of court and find out what exactly is going on. And, and then there's a reason for that. Again, so creditors can get paid. It can be very expensive mm. going through the pro- probate process up to 5% of the assets. Somebody's got a million dollars. It's 50K out of your pocket. My goodness. And it could take a long time. It could really be dragged out over a long period of time on little things that could have really affect other people being able to take care of what needs to be taken care of. So a couple things probate doesn't, uh, can't, you know, avoidance doesn't change is taxes. Mm-hmm. Really there's no benefit there. And your creditor's rights, they have the rights to collect and you can't get around that by doing some probate avoidance planning. So ways to avoid it. One is to consider a payable on death, POD, putting that on your accounts, uh, a good idea there too. Uh, you, have, uh, you know, beneficiaries on IRAs. As they bypass probate. A few months ago, somebody came in and actually didn't have a beneficiary on their 401k. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So make sure, you know, you're not just. Don't put a state down. Make sure you have. And don't put a state down on right. that. Yeah. Right. It's just yeah. something. And part of that, too, make sure we bring this up often. But as Zach just said, what you put on your beneficiary forms on your IRAs and 401ks will trump what's over mm-hmm. on your will supersedes mm. yeah right. so be very very cautious i've that. heard horror stories of an ex-spouse inheriting uh, quite a bit of money and that is not what you want your current spouse to have to deal with when you're no longer here at all but yeah uh, make sure that's throw away a lot of happy memories <laughs> on it hey here's one for you you're a car nut uh, name a beneficiary on your vehicles ah yes mm-hmm. of course that ford gt is gonna have to go somewhere when i'm not yeah, here anymore a, yeah you, you do know, that with other property you put a transfer too. on death on, on your registration yeah on real estate uh-huh Right. Yeah. Zach's uh, family, uh, they, they have some property out there and family members. And yeah, a lot of folks, they think they need a trust, but, uh, you know, not yeah. everybody needs that. Yeah. Some do, some don't. But, you know, you can accomplish that with, uh, you know, making something transferable upon your death. Uh, Part of that is gifting. Mm-hmm. Right. It's basically mm-hmm. almost unlimited amount of gifting. You do 15000 I believe it's $15,000 per Per spouse, uh, per, per spouse, child. per child, and goes on and on and on. Um, and lastly, uh, as Zach just brought up, you know that living trust—it's uh, revocable, which means you can change it. You're the trustee, but you've got a part two of that is you got to put everything inside that trust. You can't just start a trust and magically it's done. Sure. You have to put the assets that you want to want to uh, put in there. So these are some some pointers out there, if you will, just to help people out. The reason we bring that up—it's it's as you said, it's it's in, inevitable. There's always stuff left over after mm-hmm. we pass away, especially surviving spouses. This is really where that burden uh, comes into play. It makes it so much easier. Uh, what we just talked about in just a couple of minutes really should set some guidelines. A lot of the stuff, you can go down to the bank and 
to have these uh, forms signed so you know kids and uh, family members can have access to the accounts it takes takes five minutes right so really kind of simple stuff it's a good time to get things done just start planning and it makes it so much easier for everybody else down the road that's right you don't know what you don't know so sit down with some professionals some people who have been there before and and know where to guide you to help make those decisions our phone number at northstar financial and retirement planning is 864-404-4900 and you can find us online as well at northstar65.com we'll be back next week with another new episode george zach i'll give you the last word I'm Zach Jenkins. Happy New Year, and thanks for listening. And this is George Fossing. Thanks for listening, folks. Have a great week. God bless. Happy 2021. It's going to be a better year than 2020 for sure. Find out more at northstar65.com. Advisory services offered through Delta Investment Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered through Delta Investment Management.